0: I think that if you wanna build a TikTok platform, you have to be ready to talk to a lot of people, a lot. I think of it as a message board. Don't make it um, a goal to get a million followers. Join that creator fund at 10,000 followers. It's a money
1: money printing machine. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome to another episode of It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Jess Alexander, and she is a celebrity nail artist. She's a nail host, a nail show host, which is awesome, Um, and we're super excited to hear your story and get to know you a little bit better. I'm so excited!
0: Yay.
1: Hi. <laughs> so we actually go back. We're really good friends. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a super fun episode.
0: <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. It's been a while. It's <laughs> like what? Like I was trying to think of it. Like I think 2016. I think.
1: Yeah. I just
0: remember it was. Remember, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. you were right, twenty fifteen. Because you remember everyone says it twenty sixteen. That was when I remember we were in the salon together because they said that was the last like good summer. Because yeah. like all anyone wanted to do was like play Pokemon Go and listen oh to that one gosh, Chainsmokers that, song literally my that life. was like the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's I
1: just remember Julie was there, so it was like it was great. Amazing. So let's start off with your story. You have done so many different actually really kind of unusual aspects of the industry Mm -hmm. aside from celebrity clients stuff like that you've done a lot of mobile manicuring working with glam squad and those but you were also a nail host so Mm -hmm. like how did your career evolve from working in a salon where did you start and how did you get to where you are now
0: so, I feel like I really forest gumped my way through my entire <laughs> nail career. I So, I got my cosmetology license in Michigan. Okay. And um, in 2008, which was peak my space time. So, I thought I was just gonna do hair and like do these like emo mullets for people all the time. And I was terrible at hair. But I really wanted to do nails, like really, really badly. I started really playing with nail art literally in fifth grade. And you um, remember those old, like, klutz, like, crafts books? Yes. So I had a nail art one that my mom got me, and I was obsessed with it. And I went to beauty school. We barely – I mean, as anyone can tell you who's gone to full beauty school instead of nail school, they just teach you how to pass state boards, they and that's it. They yeah. yeah. And so where I lived at the time – it's changed now, but I'm from Kalamazoo. And in Kalamazoo in 2008, there weren't really any super fun nail salons that were like let's do nail art let's do fun things it was those get in get out get on your way places which are great nail
1: art wasn't even really that big around it wasn't no
0: it was like let's do some flowers let's airbrush you know some (laughs) stuff
1: and it was just but you don't learn
0: that in beauty school and i love doing nails but yeah there was not there wasn't a market where i was from moved to la in 2010 got a job at a salon in beverly hills from a craigslist ad Uh, Yeah, it was wild in the middle of Beverly Hills, which was insane to Kalamazoo brain Jess. Like it was just, oh my God, there's people with black cards and celebrities and this is crazy. And so from that job, I met some people um, at a different nail company who wanted me to come make nail videos for them um, because I have... A big history in community theater and a comedy like comedy background and stuff like that. So I like being on camera. I think it's really fun. And I wanted to educate. I think like and you are a big person when it comes to this, that education is huge. Yeah. And not a lot of people at the time. It's different. Thank God. But um, at the time, people didn't really want to share their secrets. They were really into gatekeeping back then. And I was like, no, like, sit down with me. Let me show you how (laughs) to do like these my little ponies on your nails and things like that. So um, so I started hosting with that left that salon job um just cuz a friend of mine was like there's a new salon opening up um on Melrose and you should apply. And I did. And I met you and two people who are – I consider like close like family. Like to me, you're like my cousin. I never get to see you, which I love. <laughs> and then from that, um, you were like, yo, uh, there's this thing called Glam Squad if you want to do mobile. And I loved doing mobile. I thought it was so – to me, for me personally, the way that I work – this isn't for everyone. But the way that I work, I prefer mobile. Some people are so great in a salon and they love that environment – I like to change it constantly. I like the kind of, um, I wanted to say frantic, but that sounds negative. I like the, I, I the like
1: flexibility. Flexibility. Then. Yeah.
0: But also not knowing where you're going to be in the morning. Of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just be exactly being like, I guess I'll adjust to this corner that I'm shoved in, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it's so fun. Like that's part of it. And the weird places you get to go. And, um, that's what I really liked. And, like it helps you explore the city. Like, I, cause there would be places that were two miles from my house where I'm like, I've never, what is this neighborhood? I've never been here before. And then from Glam Squad, I got more clients that were like, Can I give my friend your number? And I was like, Yeah, like give anybody my number. Like, that's fine. And so then I started strictly being mobile and it was the best. I loved it. It was so much fun.
1: Just on that, what type of person do you think is really fit for mobiles? Cause I feel like, everybody really just starts out in a um, salon. And I think that's a great way to get experience, Mm -hmm. but like mobile manicuring, especially in LA or the big cities is huge. It's just, and it's, a lot more money to, to – like So much more yeah. money. So much more money. Yeah. And it's like if
0: that's not enough, yeah. it's so much more money because people will pay. Yeah. Like how many times – like you and I aren't famous people with a billion dollars. But how many times have we gone, you know what? Like it's so much easier to valet my car. I don't care if it costs more money. I don't want to walk six blocks to this <laughs> restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like so we'll pay the $10, 15 to valet our car. I feel like mobile beauty services are the exact same way for people who are just like I don't have time. How Like I've done – Obviously, I've done, you know, big celebrities living in L.A. Like, it's just what happens. But I've also done people like me and you who are like, I'm a student or I'm a mom or like, I worked all day, man. I don't want to go to a salon. So then they call and go, can you please be at my house at 7 o'clock? It's like, yeah, absolutely. And they just want to – my first glam squad appointment where I was like, this is my life. I'm mobile now. My first one was a pedicure for this girl. She's just an average person like me and you who had a really big event the next day. She was someone's assistant, like some executive assistant. And um, I want to say the studio, which, you know, you always do these adjacent people too, you know, and she was like, I have a really big event tomorrow. I've been planning like crazy. I'm exhausted. She's like, I just want to sit here. She poured herself a glass of wine. She offered me one, which was so sweet, but I was working, so I couldn't have one. But it was just (laughs) like, but she was just like, Is it cool if we just watch Dateline and you do my nails? I was like, that's literally all I want to do right now. (laughs) And that's what we did. And it was just – you're in these people's homes. Yeah. It's a
1: very personal experience. Yeah. So I
0: guess all of that to answer your question to say that like I feel like the type of person who does mobile nails has to be like adaptable but also really chill because like you don't want to go in, you know, knocking down, you know, the door and just like causing a ruckus, you know, when you're in these people's homes because like they have babies, they have dogs, they have cats, you know, and like they have lives that they don't want to disturb. Some people want chaos and it's so much fun. (laughs) Those people are so
1: fun. But like, yeah, you have to just, I don't know, vibe with people. Yeah. Do you find that, um, you know, making people feel comfortable because they're letting you in your home? Mm -hmm. Like, do you ever feel sometimes that you don't know how to make them feel comfortable or? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There have been people – there was a celebrity one time that is – she's an A-list celebrity, and I love her. She would call me once a week at one point, and we legitimately became friends. Like, I – to this day, I love her. And the first time I was at her house, she had all of this paperwork all over her dining room table, and that's where I was doing her nails. And it was her and her assistant. And they seemed not tense, but, you know, you're a little apprehensive when a stranger's in your house. And – um. But at the same time, as the nail tech, you are also apprehensive because you're like, I – is it okay if I move this? Like is it – and you know, like you'll get the people who are like, oh my god, of course. And the other people who are like, I, uh, you know, like and you could just make it work. But um, I'll never forget they were kind of – her and her assistant were kind of speaking in code but not really. And I said um, – I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt but I can sign an NDA if you want – and they both looked at me and they said, are you sure? And I said, oh, my God, of course. Like, I, you know, I, I think it's so gross when people are like the source, quote unquote. Yeah. And um, which is what I told them. And I said, I, you know, it's confidential. The second I walk in the door and the second I leave, it's like this appointment never happened. But um, I feel like you have to kind of make people feel at ease in any way that you can. So if that's signing an NDA or just like reminding them, like, I'm here for you. And I'm here to make you comfortable. And a big thing I also like to say to people is like, I'm in your house and these are your feet or these are your hands. So if you need to hop up – because you need know, to get to people who are like yeah. – they have a baby that's crying yeah. and they go, is it okay? It's like, please go. Yeah. Like this is – you know, I can wait. And um, that's my mobile services, like if you could do a manicure – like you and I can bust out a manicure in 20 minutes. Like we know what to skip, like not even in a bad way. Like we can yeah. do it in like 20 minutes and we're out. But you book an hour – because you don't know what parking's like. You don't know how long they're going to have to get settled. You don't know if, like, they're really anxious that day or they have a dog that needs to be put away or something like that. So it's just
1: communication. Yeah, and yeah. just going with the flow with exactly. those appointments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to be super flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, too, like, have some thick skin. Cause- yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's definitely... Not always the easiest experience to be traveling back and forth, so many appointments. Like, how many appointments could you do in a day, would you say? I think
0: the most I ever did was eight. I think that – and that was a lot. But at the end of the day, I looked at how much – I calculated how much money I made, and it was <laughs> worth it. But I just remember I I had, like, a 6 a.m., and I didn't come home. I would like – I think I had a 13-hour day, 14-hour oh, day wow. that day. And – you live on Starbucks. Yeah. And this is yeah, pre pandemic. No, and... you don't. And like, do you remember like during the pandemic they opened up beauty services, but all the public bathrooms everywhere were closed. And I have a very big thing with asking strangers if I could use their bathroom, which I maybe that's just my own hang up. I don't know. But um obviously it's the clients that you know if you're like, do you mind if I and they're like, oh my God, of course. You know, but <laughs> like with me, I'm like, I don't wanna so you have to I know it got to the point where I had to know all of i have a list of i think i still have it on my phone of like all the like ralph's like bathroom codes so i could just pop in and like run to the because you don't <laughs> you have to just make it work yeah. and it's just it's so it's so hard yeah. and
1: it can get so stressful
0: yeah and like you don't want to drink too much and you don't want to eat too much because it's like in the middle of a bathroom like or in the middle of a appointment you don't want to have to like go to the bathroom or your stomach growl or something mm. like that and it's like Time management is such a huge thing if you're mobile. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you have to be super organized for all Yeah. And you can't have a big purse. I had to, like, go to, like, a really tiny purse so I could hide it in my car because I drive a smart car. So it's like, that's my office, you know? It's like, because I don't want to take my purse and, like, all of these bags into the appointment. And it's just like, ugh. It's crazy. So much planning.
1: How do you feel about bigger mobile service companies like Glam Squad and um, Priv and, like, all those How do you feel that they helped you with your career? Do you think, um, like, it's easy to get into?
0: Well, I've worked for both. I did one event for Priv, which no shade to Priv. I just literally was right around the time I retired from doing nails. But I did work for Glam Squad. Honestly, Glam Squad helped me a lot because when I was working at the salon in Beverly Hills, I did do a lot of out calls. And Mm. that was a lot of photo shoots. And it was always high-end celebrities. And that was great. I had a great time. But the thing with Glam Squad is that they really set you up and they were like – because of how corporate they are. And that's an instance where it pays to work for a corporation because not only does it help the client because the client has the corporations, like the security behind that. They know that my background has been checked and they know that all of my tools are clean and all of – I've got the exact same colors that my coworker has and there's a safety And that. So that was really great at helping me build a clientele and really helping me find out, like, what I needed in my kit and what I didn't need in my kit. Especially
1: for starting out. Exactly.
0: Because, like – You think about working in a salon. You literally have everything. Yeah. If a client in the middle of a service who booked a basic pedicure goes, you know what? I want a mask and I want callus and I want all this stuff. You're like, cool, I got it. And then you just yell to the receptionist, hey, I need an extra 15 minutes. She's like, we're good, whatever. But it's like if you're in someone's house and then all of a sudden they go, hey, I want to upgrade this service, you have to have that stuff. Yeah. Because you can't just go, I, I don't know. I left it at my house. I don't. So I think Glam Squad really, really set me up for. Not to sound cheesy, but for success and especially with time management because there are times where like that I could do a 20-minute manicure, but I wouldn't have known like maybe you should double that <laughs> or like sometimes even triple yeah. that. And um, hey, this is it's. This is how worth it it is to drive from Silver Lake to Beverly Hills, you know, because sometimes it's not and sometimes it is. So it's just um, – it was a nice education. I
1: think it's a great starting point for anybody who's looking to get into – you know, mobile services mm-hmm. or just have a different kind of type of lifestyle mm-hmm. instead of just sitting in the salon all day, which yeah. I, um, I love doing that. That's, <laughs> well, I loved doing that. Exactly.
0: That's the only thing because yeah. like I, there were elements of working in a salon that I missed so much because yeah. the camaraderie is just the best. Cause remember we used to go get lunch. We used yeah. to like run across the street and go to Seven yeah. Eleven, make friends with the guy at Seven <laughs> Eleven who worked there. Like I missed that stuff so much. And it's like, because how fun is it to like listen to music and be with your coworkers yeah. that you really like and so that's mobile manicuring can get kind of lonely until you that was a good thing about glam squad too is that it would tell you like oh you're working with julie today and i'm like oh and my gosh that's so like, exciting yeah. and exactly yeah. and that was cool but so i think that's the to me i think that's the only downside to mobile manicuring is that which makes me sound like such a girl scout <laughs> you know
1: <So laughs> it's like i just don't see other people <laughs> Done so many other amazing things as well. Jess was actually the host of Next Up Nail Artist the mm-hmm. previous season. This past, yeah, this yeah. past year, um, tell us how did you get into hosting? Because you were hosting with Koopa, mm-hmm. and um, it's just such a odd opportunity to yeah. think of. Like you wouldn't think, oh well, I want to be a nail host, you know? Mm-hmm. So how did how did that come to be? How did you get into it?
0: So in 2015, Koopa asked me to come do a video for them, and then while I was there. Um, the CEO of Koopa, Richard, was like, hey, can you make some more videos for us? And I was like, yes, obviously. This sounds so much fun. So I freelanced with them for years. Then last year, um, I went in and I was like, can I do social media for you? And they said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, OK, cool. So then um, a few months after that, um and came up. And uh, I had never met Jan Arnold. I have so much respect for her and i you know everyone knows her
1: and she's she's just amazing she is and she's just such a presence she is (laughs) she's just
0: this iconic just boss but also she's so warm and um just cool she's a cool person and it's just like the best she's just like an old school just like 80s rock star cool like she's so awesome and so talented and just yeah and um She was in this big meeting with everybody. There were so many people and they said, hey – and I had heard, you know, they said, you know, you might host this show because we're partnering with C&D. And I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. Because I'd watched the previous seasons and thought, God, like everyone was so, so beyond – oh Incredible talent. Incredible, like – I can do, you know, like I try to pride myself on the fact that I can paint whatever you want on your nails, but I'll be the first one to say I can't do acrylics. I can't do them. It's a skill that I, my brain cannot possess. Like I could do hard gel. I could do any of those things for you. Cannot. I can't get the ratio. That powder to liquid ratio. I cannot, cannot get it. I've had my nail license since 2008. Cannot get this ratio. So I watch these people sculpt. out things that you do. Like it's just, it's mind blowing bananas to me. So, um, what's the next best thing? Hosting. So, it was great. So, I got to see all these people and the other great part was that I was hosting. I wasn't judging. So, I was the only person mm. affiliated with the like hosting and all of that stuff that was not judging. So, I yeah, so as much as I didn't say I would never say on air, this is awful. I really <laughs> dropped the ball. Obviously, I would never say that. But, um, it was so cool to be able to like say you know because every week we were putting the show together yeah. and i had so much help with um, my coworker isaiah he did all the b- behind the scenes things like cameras and everything and he and i for uh what from january to i guess six months like from january to the finale in june were attached at the hip we were constantly on the phone together like this kid is my brother now like we went through it together <laughs> and i had such a great i was a co-host with winnie who was just so much fun she's just like a little firework pixie that i was just had so much fun with all the time and Um, but I got to meet so many great people like hosting NTNA that I never would have met before. And then when we had the big finale in Florida and like, um, you know, when they announced like like
1: premiere Orlando, mm -hmm,
0: yeah. yeah, And, um, which was insane. Premiere was bananas as it is every year, but it was, I got to be on stage when they announced the winner and I got to announce that, you know, like Nancy was in third place and, um, Nancy Maria and Nick were all just so talented so I was really happy I didn't have to judge to be honest so I could just be like you guys did it it's great and I have nothing to do with this it was just wonderful but it was like yeah and Tina was so cool and you know like I said earlier I kind of force gumped my way into doing that but it was just I don't know I hate the cliche it's all who you know but
1: it kind it, of is. It is. Yeah. In every industry it is. Anything,
0: yeah. yeah. And be a nice person yeah. that someone wants to work with. I think that's the other one too because like you and I have both worked with people. We're just like, all
1: right, I'm just not going to call them. Yeah. You know, Yeah, it happens, I just – I wish you well. <laughs> you know, but it's just like – I don't know. Um, Just for a little bit of background, next up – NTNA is Next Up Nail Artist and it is a week-to-week competition where it starts off with 12 – uh nail tags, 16 and then they do 12 16 and yeah. 12 um and the top 12 battle it out each week with really insane challenges just really extravagant nail art it's an incredible competition to see um nails magazine is the creator of it um so you should definitely check that out if you haven't seen any of that it's but amazing. just for a little bit of background on that yeah, yeah they had to do
0: light up nails one time yeah. and i was yeah. given like one of the sheets uh Beth, you know, Liv say did all of the – she thought of all the challenges, which mm. I – she's insane, like, thinking of all of these challenges. Yeah. And um, I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into into that because it's like, you know, um, I'm a very big fan of The Great British Bake Off. I don't know if you watch it. Same. It's the best. The <laughs> best. But, you know, there, there are times where you see their, you know, showstopper challenges where – I was watching one recently where they had to – you know, it had to be a toy that you could – play with and that worked (laughs) and have fun bakers here you know they do it and that's kind of what beth did she was just like she went with it yeah she was just like hey these nails have to um you have to be able to switch out the nails and they have to be able to light up and you can do it i know you can do it and they did it it was just it was phenomenal it was so great to watch i loved it
1: for sure Mm -hmm. i still follow it all the time Mm -hmm. i was in the first one and then we had an all-stars version i don't know if you knew that yeah Like Drag Race,
0: you do All-Stars afterwards. (laughs) Yeah,
1: basically. (laughs) Um, But you do actually have a little bit of a background in production. How Mm -hmm. do you feel that helped you get into, you know, uh, not just nail hosting, but you also have your TikTok account which you're doing Mm -hmm. really well on. Thank Um, you. Social media is like huge. Um, Yeah. How do you think production helped you?
0: So much. Yeah. It helped me so much. I have been doing community theater since I was 11 years old. And I'm 35 now. And um, I've been doing it for a really long time. And I am a very big stereotype. I came out here to do comedy. So I've been doing improv. You did. Yeah, very big stereotype. Um, and I have been doing improv at the Groundlings, um, taking their classes since 2014. So um, classes from performing to writing to all of these things. And personally, I felt like you really needed to have a background in all of that to be able to put a show together. Because every week – You're writing a script and editing it and one of the, as you know, big parts of NTNA is, yeah, they have to make a set of nails, but they also have to make a YouTube video that they edit and do a voiceover for and everything to show how, which I didn't even know until I was, you know, I thought that was just a sometimes thing, but it's, I didn't realize I had to do it every single week, which, oh oh my God, (laughs) like it's so insane. And um. So I had to go through and I had to watch all the YouTube videos. Then I had to make notes and write a script based on that. And then we had guests um, you know, guests that would come on who were former competitors. And so you had to research the competitor and you had to do all of that. And so I really think that just my writing background and my production background helped so much because like it's one thing to be able to be fun on camera, I think, but you also have to know how to vibe with people and also, as you know, get people to like come out of their shell a little bit because we've worked with people who are so so talented but they're quiet they don't want to be on camera which is totally fine you don't need to be like it's great but for N-T-A, you got to be yeah <laughs> you got to be on camera so it's um but yeah and then you have to be able to make snippets for tiktok which is a whole other beast and I, i'll say it i don't even care i love tiktok i love it
1: so much i do too now i love it <laughs> like, it's so much more community-driven than Instagram, I feel.
0: Yes. And um, I'm going to sound like a government robot clone, which is what <laughs> I'm about to say. But I really – people hate this, but I do love this so much that it learns what you like. It's a robot that learns what you like and then says, oh, you really liked this video about cookies. Do You want to watch this one about how this girl made cake? And, they, and then you can just go, I don't really like this one. And they go, that's fine. We'll never show you this again. So my whole feed – it like you curate – Your own feed the longer that you're on it, which can be a blessing and a curse. Yeah. But my TikTok feed is free therapy, (laughs) um, cooking stuff, so many drag queens doing makeup tutorials, people telling weird stories, and like kids just like, and I say this out of love because I'm from the country, just like redneck kids doing weird stuff. Like it's just (laughs) like that's what my feed is. And um, I think that's I don't know how I've built an audience on TikTok, but um, I have, and it's just like I love TikTok because I feel like I'm on. You know, there's different sides of TikTok. People be like, I'm on the bad side. Of t- I'm on the good side of TikTok. You are on the good side. Thank you. And I, <laughs> I people are nice in my corner of TikTok, and I like it. It's
1: just I don't know. I love it a lot. Yes. So yeah, your presence on TikTok has been growing quite a bit, pretty quickly too. So fast, kind of just happened. Yeah, yeah. So you have like 130,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. And it's not all nail related. It's no. really more of your stories about your nail experiences. Yeah. So how is how did that all happen? And in-
0: almost literally overnight, yeah. like it's insane. I started making TikTok videos um, in 2020, as I feel like everyone went on TikTok during lockdown, and I started kind of playing and being like, "This is fun." And um, a friend of mine said, "You should make videos on there." And that's that. At that point, I only knew about Addison Ray. That was it. And I – that's not me. No shade to Addison. Like, do your thing, girl. Like, dance around. Like, you're so cute. Do your thing. Um, but that's not that's not me. I can't dance. I, anytime I was on a musical, I would get one of the lead parts, but they would somehow find a way to put me in the back because I'm not a good dancer. Um, and so uh, I thought that's what TikTok was. I thought it was just, you know, cute girls dancing and dog videos. That's literally all I thought it was, which is great. It's great. Um, but that's not me. And um, then when I was on there and I found that there are people who are – beauty pros who are telling stories or doing tutorials or things like that. And I said, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And, um, I told a random, I told a nail story about Paul Abdul actually mm, that, I remember that, yeah, one. that generated a lot of, um, a lot of traffic, I guess. And, um, I hit 10,000, which is wild. And cause I don't, I didn't edit my videos a lot. I don't, I know how to do it now, but I don't, use filters. I don't, you know, people there's a girl right now who um does the lemon filter. I don't know if you've seen her. She's so funny. Yeah. And but that's literally what it is. And I I don't do that. Like I just I just speak. And um there is a market for that. Like um Hello Teffy has made a whole you know career. She was working before obviously, but now she has a TikTok career just talking and all these people. And um I thought I could I could do that. I could tell stories and whatever. And so that built um People were commenting and they were like, we want more stories. And I was like, oh, you do? And I remember growing up in Michigan and I, um, I love LA. I love living here and it hasn't had made me jaded yet. Thank God. Fingers crossed. Um, 12 years in and I'm not, you know, jaded Yeah, I still, I'd like to, you know, you and I would always talk about having a party in our head when we yeah. see celebrities that we love, yeah. but being super professional and like, no, no big deal that I'm doing Zoya Nelson. So yeah. no big deal. You know? Um, and you, you freak out later, um. I know this is recorded, but you can't see you can't see my face. Sorry, but um, I'll never forget. And I was actually going to tell this story on TikTok. I'll never forget when um, me and you remember Tree, who's just, I just, love oh Tree. my god, He's literally so just uh, the biggest yeah. sweetheart of all time. Um, I would love when I would work with him, and we went because we had to do too many petties at this house, and. Um, Right when we walked in, Aziz Ansari answered the door. And we were like, hey. And we just kind of looked at each other and, like, gave each other just, like, the eyebrow, like, that type (laughs) of thing. And um, we're like, hey. You know, and later when we left, we were like, oh, my God. Like, Aziz Ansari. (laughs) But, you know, you got to be super cool the whole time. So, Um, yeah. So I was going to tell that whole story on TikTok because it's, like, people want to hear those stories. And I feel like being from a small town, New York and Los Angeles, like, seem like such – otherworldly places.
1: Like unattainable lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you hear about these people who go, Well, celebrities are just regular people and you see them at the grocery store. Totally. We all know the regular people. But they're also not. They're in our homes and we um we feel like we know them. And I really think it's so interesting, especially during the pandemic, um we've I'm very interested in the whole parasocial relationship thing. And um, remember when um, John Mulaney got divorced and all these people took it as a personal attack and I actually made a TikTok on that. And people were like, did you, did you do John Mulaney's nails? And I was like, no, but, you know, <laughs> uh, that would have been cool. But no. But um, people feel like they know these celebrities and especially um, I promise I'll go back. But I just feel like this is so interesting that during the pandemic when we were all locked in our homes and the only way we can communicate with the people that we love was through social media. Yeah. And um through, uh, texts and I guess digitally, I should say. And that was the only way, like my sister's in a different state and we're incredibly close, but that's texting and phone calls were the only way, you know, and Instagram were the only way I could keep up with her and my niece, you know, and, um, like, that's also how we're keeping tabs on celebrities, which sounds so creepy though. I'm saying keeping tabs, (laughs) but we're, you know, reading these posts and celebrities got really vulnerable and we felt like we knew them. And it did something – this is a scientific – that I read about this. It did something to our brains. So we think that, well, this person that I know so well, I'm only seeing through Instagram, but also the celebrity is being vulnerable and I'm seeing them. So we feel like we know them. Like it mm, did something to our lizard yeah. brain, which I thought was fascinating. <laughs> so all of that to say, I feel like people want to hear these stories about celebrities on TikTok because they feel like they know them. And I made a video about Cameron Diaz recently – about a not great experience that I had with her, and it has over a million views right now. And it was kind of eye opening to me because yeah. I my Paula people had, love the drama, they do. And <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I really like to keep my TikTok like nice girl TikTok. And I realized that it was maybe a little mean girl to tell that story because I try, I did try to end it with. Maybe she was having a bad day. And this is what we have to remember is that she was having a bad day. And then I read the comments and all of these people were like, well, I don't like her anymore. And (laughs) yeah. And I was like, oh, no, but that's literally what I did. Yeah. Yeah, Like, who am I? (laughs) I'm just this random 35 year old nail person who lives in Silver Lake telling a story about the one time I did Cameron Diaz's nails for a poster that her nails were covered up for. You know, I can't even put it in my portfolio, you know, and it was crazy. And I was thinking about deleting it, but. From that has spawned this new thing that I'm doing of nice stories of celebrities. And so I did one about Paris Hilton. And um, Paris Hilton has done a complete, like, 180, I feel like, and as far as oh, how yeah. everyone views her. Absolutely. And, like, I had so many amazing, nothing but good experiences with Paris. And I told a story about how she came in and... um Really wanted to be left. To, you could tell she wanted to be left alone. She didn't say it, but you could just tell she's in sweats, no makeup. She, you know, th- we're not going to bother you, man. Like she had um gone to court for her stalker uh, the day before, and her stalker punched her boyfriend in the face. Oh my god! I know. I just can't. I just remember going, oh my god! Like <laughs> I can't imagine what this woman's going through. Yeah. And then she came in to get a mani pedi, and it was just like, yes, whatever you want. Like we'll do whatever you want. And these girls came in. And they were tourists. And um, again, being from a small town, I understand like you see any celebrity. I saw I saw Aunt Becky before all the crazy college things um, at Whole Foods. And I was like, oh, my God, Aunt Becky is like right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just it was amazing. And um, even like small like people were just like, oh, oh my God, you know, and uh, Jesse Spano came into the salon one time. Same exact thing. I'm like, oh, my God, Jesse, Nomi Malone is here. You know, it's just it's crazy. So um, these girls came in so excited about Paris. Paris put her phone down. And went to approach them and asked them for pictures and took a bunch and told them to have a great time and went back and sat down. So amazing and so nice. And she I've got a billion stories like that about her and um, other really great celebrities. And the comments on that one, too, were like, you realize what people want to see now. And I don't know if it's the state of the world or whatever, because the world is on fire and everything is terrible. <laughs> and we've got so many things that we need to talk about that are awful that I am not educated enough to speak about publicly. But if I can give you some cotton ca- candy yeah. for your brain and, like, please watch the news, um, please listen to NPR, please, you know, educate yourself. But I'll also tell you a story about me not remembering Hillary Duff was a Disney star <laughs> and asking her about waiting in line at Disneyland if you want to hear it, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> so you can keep doom scrolling. But, like, you know um People jenny need... slate was really nice to me do you want to hear uh, that you know like those little things yeah. where it's just like and you can go back to scrolling People need that they entertainment
1: do. yeah yeah it's a way to like kind of relax and and i think that's also what makes your tiktok so good is that you're just so relatable Thank you're you. just sharing stories like very nonchalantly like you're not bragging about anything um and you just have like the perfect personality for tiktok Thank you. So what would you give? Um, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start a TikTok or a social media in general?
0: That's such a gigantic compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I, I feel like personally I went in with no expectations. I obviously, obviously, like let's be real. I'm gonna be the first one to say we all want that to be our job. Like, you know, I, I know there's some controversy happening like on TikTok with um, you know, the tribe being an influencer for a day. And people are really happy. do you, have you heard about yeah. that? Everyone's hopping on Michaela. I love Michaela. She's
1: been through so much.
0: Right. Like give her
1: a break. I am on team
0: Michaela. I even commented on the video and I was like, you guys, like four videos ago, she was really vulnerable yeah. saying her mental health is terrible. And yeah. now everyone's like, oh my God, you poor thing. And I this was two years ago. Like, oh my God. If someone took one thing I said two years ago in the middle of lockdown, like out of context, like uh, oh my we were all we've all been monsters in parts of our lives and we've all been like not even she wasn't even a monster. She was venting at the end of a day. And I I do like when she said, you know, I watched that video and she said I got up at six a.m. and I didn't I'm just now sitting down at five fifteen PM and um it's I can't it's such a tough job. You know, you're in meetings and you have people all day being like, You're ugly, this is stupid. I filter my comments. You're ugly. This the is stupid. Is this is insane. awful. It's you really have awful. Have to have a
1: thick skin to be on any social media. Yes,
0: I posted a video, um, about four or five months ago, um, that I took down, and I took down it. Um, people thought I was lying, and I couldn't take it. And I don't have thick skin. I'll be the first one to say same. I'm a crier. I, <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: <laughs> like a t- cancer. I cried everything. Oh my god, I'm a Sagittarius,
0: so same. You know what I mean? Like, and I love cancers because same. And it's. Um, we it's so funny you say that. I had a coworker one time talking about somebody and saying that he was moody and she said he's a cancer. That's why. And she just said it so nonchalantly. And it's like, yeah, you know, but I'll take that as Sagittarius, too. We're both very we're like sponges, you know. And so I think that. I don't want to say have thick skin to make TikToks or make any type of social media content, because. I can't speak for Instagram. I only have 4,000 only, quote unquote, 4,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not an Instagram baddie that will be, you know, like – It,
1: like, doesn't connect. No. TikTok and Instagram are such separate platforms. Like, it's hard to get people from TikTok to Instagram and vice versa.
0: Yes. And Twitter is a whole other thing out in outer space, like, by itself. (laughs) I deleted Twitter years ago. Like, it's it's insane. And I – Yeah, I had to delete that video because everyone was like, you're lying. You're terrible. Um, I had people tell me like, you should feel terrible. You know, you should feel bad about yourself. This is awful. And just coming at me. There was apparently a Reddit thread made about me. Oh, my gosh. There was. Yeah. Um, you gotta I be
1: prepared for anything. Yeah.
0: I got and I'm not. I, this was crazy. I don't know how they got my email address. I have no idea. Rolling Stone emailed me about this video. Um, It was wild. I had. um, What is it? The Daily Mail sent me a DM on Instagram, all of this stuff. And I was on the phone with the girl from Rolling Stone. And then I had to call her later and go, please don't run this. I I I can't I can't take it. I changed my profile picture on Facebook. Um, made everything private. Shut down absolutely everything, and waited. Um, a couple weeks, and it passed. It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess long story extremely long. Like any advice I would give someone is be nice and stay nice and um, don't read the comments. <laughs> um. Even Don't though it's it to heart, yeah, exactly. Because sometimes the comments are so lovely. Like I have people. I was really self conscious about my teeth for a really long time. Um, I really liked the gap in my teeth. Um, and there was a part um, in like MySpace times where Haley Williams from Paramore and I got compared a lot. And um, in our early twenties, we looked a lot alike. She's got a gap in her teeth, and I was like, "Oh, cool, you know." Like same with Elton John, like, <laughs> "Oh, cool, you know." And I, but then I, um, I went to a dentist actually who. Um, Made me very self-conscious about my teeth. And yeah, she would talk about how tiny they were and filling in my gap and things like that. And I was like, cool, now I have something new I to be self-conscious about. about. But on TikTok, because I'm on the nice side, yeah. everyone's like, I really like your teeth. And they'll be like unrelated, but like I like your hair. And that's that's the type of thing that you need to focus on. So I think that if you wanna build a TikTok platform, you have to be ready to talk to a lot of people, a lot, keep those comments going, keep them active. Um, repost your friends I know that sounds so cheesy and I'm gonna sound like a girl no, scout a really again but idea. it's a it's a community I think of it as a message board like I feel like that's why millennials are doing so well I mean Gen Z is incredible on TikTok and um I learned so much from my friends that are 10 years younger than me but I think millennials are doing well because we grew up with AOL and we grew <laughs> up with that like chat room mentality and I think if you treat TikTok like a chat room and you don't treat it like I'm gonna be the next Addison Ray or um I can't remember. I'm going to think of her, of course, on the drive home. But there was that girl who does the faces that looks like a Pixar character. Oh. Oh, my
1: gosh. What is name yeah. Is? I know what you're talking yes, about. You know, she yes. has a song out, too. Yes. Yes. yes.
0: And she's so cute. Yeah. And I guess she's an army vet. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. wild. Her yeah. stories and crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But, like, I don't make videos like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, but then there's other people like Dylan. Who doesn't love Dylan? And Dylan, you know, like, is so great to her followers and talks to everyone. And Mama Tot, everyone talks to her. She talks to people. And – I just, um, yeah, I think just make it, make it, make it your community. Yeah, don't make it um, a goal to get a million followers. Because if you would have told me six months ago you're going to tell a story about Cameron Diaz and it's going to get you 150 thousand followers, I'd be like, you're funny, you know, <laughs> like whatever. But <laughs> it has <and> some money. <laughs> and some money. Yes, exactly. You yes, join that creator fund at 10 thousand followers, yes. and you'll
1: get. I think it's a one thousand now good yeah tiktok needs to give their money away
0: like they they just it's a money it's a money printing machine so if they can give sometimes they make six cents on a video and i'm like "Mm, yeah six cents but (laughs) it's a coffee fund before exactly (laughs) think
1: of it as a coffee fund it's great so what is your Orly story do you have a favorite Orly product or your first impression of Orly?
0: i remember the first bottle of Orly that i had and it was black this is black, straight black nail polish. And this is gonna sound insane. And I apologize. I remember the smell of it <laughs> because it has a very distinct smell. I it f- doesn't smell chemically. It smells yeah. good. It smells really good. And there are other polish brands that smell like nail polish. Great. I feel like you That'd can
1: identify dope. a brand by the smell. Of you it. really like can. I, I could do a blind smell test, and oh my tell god, you we should it. do that. <laughs> we should do that.
0: Yes, we'll throw that on TikTok of just making Julie smell
1: like. <laughs> be like, what is it? Because you could. Like, there's certain ones
0: where it's just you're like, oh, the, obviously this is Orly. Like, obviously this is their top coat. And I, first of all, I remember the bottle. The bottle's so distinctive. But I remember their black. You just need one coat with their black, yep. and obviously all of their colors are so great and so pigmented and so rich but as someone who i specialize in nail art like i said i can't do acrylic sorry i can't i hate to talk in absolutes i'm trying i will make it my life's <laughs> goal to attempt to do a full set of acrylics but i just can't do it and i can do i can do nail art for you that's fine and as you know polish nail art is so much more difficult so like hard. it's yeah. so hard like because gel you're like it's fine i'll cure every layer and then wipe off it's fine it's no big deal polish is really difficult because if you mess up a little eyeball sorry You're screwed. Like, you got to figure this out. And that's – I remember the black orly. Like, I could – with my little tiny nail tools when I was only using toothpicks and, you know, um, bobby pins back in the day to just do that (laughs) stuff. Like, I could just do little polka dots and go, oh. You know, so Teenage Me was all about the top coat. And all about that black, and I think there was a gold too. I was obsessed with the mummy, as like everyone was, and I was really got into like gold painting my toes gold for some reason, which like gold doesn't work on my skin tone totally <laughs> at all. But like fourteen year old me was just uh, like I need I need to look like that girl from the beginning of the mummy that was like head to toe painted gold, and. Um, yeah, I think they had a gold that I was really into just and you could do the black and gold and my sister and I this is so silly, my sister and I got really into in middle school, got really into trying to paint this is so dumb, hieroglyphics on our toes cool we were good at it like but i just remember being like we're so edgy we're in michigan you know what i mean we're like these kids in michigan who live on a lake these two white girls that are like we're going to paint hieroglyphics on our toes and we're going to learn what these things mean but i used the orally black and this gold and it was perfect for you know obviously that's a amazing. nail tech that wants to do pretty yeah. you know gothy catwoman nails and a you've become. yeah exactly and a 13 year old <laughs> that wants to paint hieroglyphics on her toes it works for that's everyone
1: that's a great story <laughs>
0: And it smells great. It does.
1: (laughs) But don't be sniffing nail polish. Please don't.
0: (laughs) Don't kill your brain cells.
1: When it comes to social media, what is a do and a don't that you would um, recommend to somebody?
0: Okay. A don't? Let's start with there. Um, Do not um, get political
1: Mm. unless
0: um, it's something you fully, fully stand by. But still tread lightly. Yes. Yes. and still, But still tread lightly. I'm a very loud mouth feminist. And I will get on there and I will say certain things. Um, but you have to remember – oh, I hate the word I'm about to use and I apologize. It's your brand and it's you. And if that's what you want to be known for, I guess really think before you speak about politics and religion because you're going to offend someone and you have to make sure that it's worth it. If it's your um, – if you are – I'll speak first. I'm um, um I don't run a religious channel, but I'll just say if some I've come across people who are incredibly religious and they'll talk about their faith, that's great. That's so great. You have a platform for that and that do your thing. Um can you back it up and will you stand by it forever? And that's how I feel about politics too. I like to know what's going on. Um and like I said, I'm a feminist. I believe in equality for literally everybody. Um and I'll speak about that. I'll support all of my friends who are marching and doing everything like that. But again, if if you don't think that you can back that statement up 5 years from now, do not say it. Yeah. Like to me, I It'll will never feel differently about equality. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah, like I I I obviously like I feel like everybody should be equal. Like that's a no-brainer to me, so I'm going to talk about it. But I'm not going to talk about a political candidate. Sorry, I'm not. Um I have my own private beliefs about certain people, but to me, there's not a, that's not that's not my platform. That's not the place. But I also believe don't be mean to people. Like don't make like we talked about Michaela earlier. And there are people who are really jumping on this mean girl bandwagon, and it's like do you really want to do that for what exactly what are you
1: getting out of it yeah
0: stay in your lane like just stay stay in your lane and even if you want to make a video because someone did something and you're fired up about oh i've seen things that i have been fired up about and i want to get in those comments now and be like you're ridiculous and this is stupid and whatever and it's like stop it (laughs) like it's stay in your lane like don't get too heated Think before you post something. TikTok has drafts, literally exactly for that. So I think don't, don't pull the trigger and let if you're fired up. Basically, like don't don't hit that post button um, if you're fired up about if your personal beliefs are um, compromised. I guess because of someone else's video. It's best to be quiet because you don't you don't want to fight with people. I don't want to fight with people. Yeah. Oh my god, I am like like we were saying like I I'm thinking about taking down that Cameron Diaz video because it came off a little mean girly and I don't I don't want to do that. So I feel like do's are be nice. And also I don't know how I have 150 thousand people following me. I don't. <laughs> I like to I like to be nice and I like to you know project niceness and equality and um. A safe space for everyone. And if someone wants to say some go out of their way, out of their day to say something nice to me and about a video I made in my car and line at Starbucks, I'm gonna talk to them. Cause I think that you also need to remember that people are watching your videos. Like I um I'll make a video in my living room by myself. Well, me and my cat. Me and B will make a video. And I forget it's so easy to forget that it's public and people can see it so i guess don't put anything in there like your beliefs or family members or personal information that you don't want plastered on a billboard with your face on it because the (laughs) internet's forever and um yeah so it's a big deal to do that to be nice so what is next for you in your journey um Well, as of right now, as of recording this right now, I'm literally having back surgery in two days. So what's next for me is playing with a lot of nail art on my couch while I'm laid up for two weeks, which I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, very selfishly excited for (laughs) because I have no commitments except for sit on my couch and binge watch Downton Abbey and Gilmore Girls for the Billionth (laughs) Time. Exactly. And I'm so excited to just play because we don't really get to play a lot and um this set has grown out. So I'm just going to sit on my couch and I'm going to play with nail art. But career wise, I'm um, I really want to focus on just um educating people and taking this time to I have 150,000 followers and I hate saying followers because I feel like I always just refer to them as my friends. So I have 150,000 friends now. Um, and I just feel like I really want to tap into education because I have been doing this for so long and there are people like you who um are I say this as a compliment screaming from the rooftops about <laughs> educating yourself which is so important and cuz there's a lot of um things out there that rumors about nails and you know um proper um verbiage and things like that like a lot of miscommunication exactly (laughs) i know a cuticle is a big thing for you you know like that's (laughs) exactly and i just feel like that's we need to educate people we need to educate our clients and um so yeah i really want to do that i really want to just um teach people because i don't believe in gatekeeping and i've been in this industry for so long and um people should know because it's you learn from experience yeah and I remember hearing that from one of my teachers in beauty school. Shout out to Miss Laux. Miss Laux was the best. And um, Laux ta- taught us. She said, you'd she told very sweetly she was incredible and she told us you're not gonna know anything from beauty school she's my instructor she goes we're not teaching you anything and she said you're gonna and she had been working in a salon for like she owned her own salon for like 30 years and she was she's a baddie like I loved her and um, she said you're gonna learn from experience yeah. and you're gonna learn from other people and you need to tell everyone every secret that you figure out which you do like one of the biggest things that you taught me was how much base coat to use because everyone wants to gob base coat yeah. on and you <laughs> yeah. don't do that and I would <laughs> have known that if you didn't tell me just don't gatekeep so i <laughs> yes. want to just keep the gates open love and that just, yeah
1: can't wait to see what's next thank you so much well this has been amazing to hear your story to get some advice on social media because that is you know a career that a lot of not just nail techs but so many people in general really want to get into um so it's really good to hear your insight on that thank and, you um you've done such a great job with yours thank but you. um yes mobile manicurist extraordinaire celebrity <laughs> manicurist <laughs> Um, You've done it all. Nail host, everything. Really awesome story to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of
0: this. Thank you for having me. This is, I'm honored. This is so much fun. I love it.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. It was a great time speaking with Jess Alexander, also known as OMG Jess, on TikTok, where she tells stories about her encounters as a celebrity nail tech. She had some amazing tips on growing her social media, and it was really interesting to hear how she used her background in theater and improv to successfully host the Nails Next Top Nail Artist Competition Weekly Recap Show. Don't forget to follow Orally on all socials and also at Orally Plus on Instagram, and make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, Email us at podcast at orallybeauty dot com.